It is a real blessing to be back on Search the Scriptures today with all of our listeners. Welcome to the program today. It's an honor to be able to study God's Word with you, and we pray that you are being blessed through this study on Search the Scriptures. We certainly are being blessed by being able to do this with you each day. And we pray that God is glorified because we pray that, and this is certainly our goal, that we are teaching God's Word accurately and effectively on this radio program. It's my honor to be here today to study with you along with Dennis Stackhouse. Well, thank you, Gary. It's certainly a great privilege for me to be with you on the show today, as always. And I, too, would like to add my word of welcome to those listening to us. We do hope that as you tune in to search the scriptures, and especially if you're doing so on a regular basis, that you are becoming increasingly equipped to give an answer to anyone who might ask you for the hope that you have within you. That, of course, is something that as Christian people, we are certainly supposed to be doing. We must know what we believe and why we believe it. And that's why on Search the Scriptures, we make such an effort to make sure we're proclaiming God's Word on a regular basis. And that certainly is just... uh a sincere goal of ours. really is. You know, we faith comes by hearing the Word of God as we keep repeating over and over again, Romans chapter 10 and verse 17. Mm-hmm. And so we have to know God's Word in order right. to have that faith that He would have us have. Mm-hmm. And that's, so we want to try to help people, equip people to be able to have that faith, enable them to be able to know what God's Word says so that they can decide how they're going to respond to his will for their lives. That's right. Now, Dennis, we are studying right now in the book of Malachi, and uh, at least we're using that as our base text. Mm -hmm. We've asked the question, beginning in our last program, does it pay to serve God? Right. Rather arrogant question, isn't it? In one respect, it can be, Gary. Uh, I I think you pointed out in our last program that there are two ways a person could ask that question, and one, as you indicated, would be rather arrogant. Uh, It might be a person who says, well, you know, I've served God for all these many years, and I'm not really seeing any benefit from doing so. When is this going to pay off for me? But then again, someone who is honestly searching and seeking for God's truth, for God's way in their life, may ask the same question from a different perspective. If I decide to commit myself to Christ, to deny myself, to follow Him, what can I expect to receive as a Christian because of that? And that is an excellent question and an excellent line of reasoning. It is. Very thoughtful. And I believe we could even say profound. Yes, but as you pointed out just a moment ago, when we look at the text from Malachi that we're using as the base for this particular study, the people who ask the question seem to have been doing so from a rather arrogant standpoint. Yes. Let's go back to that text and let's read that again. Malachi chapter 3, verses 13 through 18. Okay. Your words have been harsh against me, says the Lord. Yet you say, what have we spoken against you? You have said, it is useless to serve God. 
What profit is it that we have kept his ordinance, and that we have walked as mourners before the Lord of hosts? So now we call the proud blessed. For those who do wickedness are raised up. They even tempt God and go free. Then those who feared the Lord spoke to one another, and the Lord listened and heard them. So a book of remembrance was written before him for those who fear the Lord and who meditate on his name. They shall be mine, says the Lord of hosts, on the day that I make them my jewels, and I will spare them as a man spares his own son who serves him. Then you shall again discern between the righteous and the wicked, between one who serves God and one who does not serve him. As you said, the, and this is the Israelites who are speaking here. Mm-hmm. And God chastens them in verse 13 by saying, your words have been harsh against me. Yes. Now that ought to just send shivers up and down anybody's <laughs> spine. I would think. Who would have God himself make that charge against them. But again, they are, I think, or they were, I think, so typical of the way so many people are today. You know, it, it bothers me, Dennis, when I hear people just in a rather, it seems like in a rather carefree or careless, not very thoughtful way at all, just kind of flippantly challenge God. Why did he mm-hmm. let this happen? Mm-hmm. Why would God do this to me? Yes. Or even in some cases kind of make jokes about God that are not respectful, mm-hmm. do not hold God in a respectful light. Those, that kind of attitude bothers me. Mm-hmm. And when you start having people challenging God, why did, why did you do this? Why did you let me do this? And getting angry with God. Yes. You know, that's, that's really, really beyond the pale, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And here these Israelites, and God is telling them, your words have been harsh against me. Mm-hmm. It'd be interesting to know all of the words they had said against him that he was taking exception to. That's right, it would be. But he, he does not go into much detail at all here. Mm-hmm. And they respond, and we talked about this in our you know, opening program in this particular study. They respond by saying, who, me? Yes. What do we say? <laughs> Rather innocent or as if they were surprised to hear such a thing. Sure. And again, that is typical of a lot of people's response from a human perspective. Mm -hmm. They will do something and then they will get challenged for it. Mm -hmm. And then they respond, well, innocence, what are you talking about? Why are you beating up on me? Yes. And yet they bear the responsibility. Their actions, their actions provoked the response. Right. Well, so God challenges them. And when they say, what have we done? What have we spoken against you? And then he says, here's what you said. It is useless to serve God. What profit is it that we have kept his ordinance and that we have walked as mourners before the Lord of hosts? You know, maybe we, we could, would do well, Dennis, to spend a little bit of time just talking about this from an experiential perspective. Mm-hmm. Because I, I think that a lot of people have that kind of an attitude to one degree or another, perhaps, or at least they're tempted to have that kind of an attitude. Mm-hmm. You know, there's so many people who they believe that they have faithfully followed God, they've been faithful to Him, they've been true to Him for a prolonged period of time from their perspective, mm-hmm. and they really don't see much advantage to it. 
Yes, that's true. And that's really sad. Uh, you know, we've talked about this before, Gary, on other programs I know, how the rewards that will come to Christian people are not necessarily going to be instantaneous, nor are they necessarily going to be something that we can even recognize during this earthly life. That's right. You know, we understand that probably to a better degree on the physical side of life. Mm -hmm. How many times have people said, well, okay, uh, I lost a lot of money in the stock market. Mm -hmm. But then other people have said, well, listen, just, you know, you understand it's the long haul. Right. You're looking at it over a prolonged period of years, 10, mm -hmm. 20 years. And typically, historically, most of the time, the stock market has always gone up over those prolonged period of t periods of time, even though there might have been dips mm -hmm. within those periods of time. They, nonetheless, it would come back. You know, again, that's historically almost always the case. Mm -hmm. But people a lot of times will look at the short term mm -hmm. and they'll want to know, why didn't that work for me? Yes. Well, sometimes it doesn't work in the short term. Um, people do the same thing when it comes to uh, saying, you know, I need to get in shape. Mm -hmm. I need to lose some weight. Yes. I need to, you know, get active. And so they will kind of hit it real hard initially and they'll get discouraged. Yes. Maybe they have not been exercising at all for years, and so now they jump into some really vigorous exercise, and they find out the very next day they can't hardly move. <laughs> That's right. Because muscles that they had not been using very much mm -hmm. all of a sudden have been strained terribly. Mm -hmm. Now they're sore. Yes. So now they're discouraged mm -hmm. because they can't exercise the next day hardly <laughs> at all because they right. can't hardly move. Yes. And so... Also, they, they, they try to do that, and, and uh, they may find out, I didn't lose a, an ounce. I didn't mm -hmm. lose a pound mm -hmm. over this, these first few days. In fact, in some cases, they might find out in the first initial phase of their, their new lifestyle, they might actually gain a few pounds. Mm -hmm. That's right. And so once again, they get discouraged. Yes. And they quit. Mm -hmm. Well, again, it's the long haul. It's the broader view, mm -hmm. the long view that they need to be taking. Yes. And that's what we have to understand in our spiritual lives. We have to be looking toward heaven and eternity. Oh, yes, absolutely. You know, and I, I think, Gary, that's something that Paul pointed out fairly well in Romans 8, verse 28. It's a verse that many of our listeners are probably acquainted with. Uh, you know, the apostle said that God causes all things to work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. Now, I think some people will immediately jump on that and start pointing at things that have happened in their lives that they would say are not good. Well, you know, Paul was wrong. This happened to me. I'm a Christian, but this wasn't good. Shouldn't have happened. Yeah, exactly. Well, Paul did not say that everything that happens to us was going to be good. He knew that. The people to whom he was writing knew that. And we today in our own lives know that very well. Not everything is good. 
But I believe the point that Paul was trying to make there is that for those who love God, for those who have expressed an obedience to him and are doing their best to live a righteous life, things will eventuate in good. And that is where the eternal perspective has to kick in for us. And that's really a realistic view of life in general, isn't it? It certainly is. We have this microwave mentality in our country, in our society today, as I've mentioned at different times on this program, we want everything right now. <laughs> yes. We want instant results. Mm-hmm. And we want those results to be what we want them to be. That's right. But sometimes it takes time. It takes, again, mm-hmm. a longer view, mm-hmm. a broader perspective. It takes patience for things to happen. That's right. A, a parent does not send their child to school when they're five or six years old and the next week that child is already for high school or college. <laughs> right. It's going to be a lot of years mm-hmm. and a lot of study and a lot of training, a lot mm-hmm. of education, a lot of learning before that child gets to the point where they're ready to go into college or mm-hmm. into the workforce. We understand that also about, you know, a baby that is born. Mm-hmm. He's born as a baby. Right. He has to grow. He has to develop. He has to mature. He has to go through all of that process. Mm-hmm. We understand that. But when it comes to our spiritual lives a lot of times, again, we lose that perspective because we want everything right now. Mm-hmm. I obeyed God. Yes. I became a Christian. I told somebody the other day how much I love God. Mm-hmm. Why is he letting this happen to me? Yes. Why hasn't my life changed? I still haven't gotten a job, mm-hmm. or I still got that crummy job that I had <laughs> that I don't like. Or, you know, my wife, she still hasn't, you know, started treating me right, or my husband still hasn't become a Christian too. Why is God? Why? I don't understand what's happened. It's been a whole week. Yes. <laughs> now I'm being a little facetious here, but that's the principle that yes, a lot of is. people live by. That's right. We We, do need to exercise that patience, as you say. Yes, yes, we certainly do. Jesus said, in your patience, you possess your souls. Mm -hmm. It's it's a lifestyle. Oh, yes. It's a marathon, this Christian walk, not a sprint. Mm -hmm. Yes, that's correct. Now, so so God chastens them because they have been speaking to him in a harsh way. Right. They wonder, well, what do you mean? What, what were you talking about? So he responds to them, tells them, this is what I'm talking about. This is the way you've been talking. This is the way you've been acting. Mm-hmm. Your arrogance. Mm-hmm. Now, in that 15th verse, we should get the understanding that it is vain to serve God, whether speaking about the godly uh, or the godless, Mm-hmm. Okay, or rather, we should say it is not vain. I guess you know mm-hmm. there's going to be purpose there. There's going to be there's going to be benefit from that, whether we can see it right now or not. It's going to, as you said, eventuate. Mm-hmm. And the court of human observation is not the final uh, judge in this, and it's not the defining. Uh, perspective. We've, we've got to be patient. We've got to come to know God, and we've got to come to recognize 
God's will and his principles and the way he operates, again, for the long haul and mm-hmm. not just for the immediate moment. Mm-hmm. In First Chronicles chapter 28 and verse 9, how does that read? As for you, my son Solomon, know the God of your father and serve him with a loyal heart and with a willing mind. For the Lord searches all hearts and understands all the intent of the thoughts. If you seek him, he will be found by you. But if you forsake him, he will cast you off forever. You know, what a great bit of advice that a father could give his son. Know God. Oh, that's for sure. Son, know God. Now, at the same time, he's telling him, if you seek him, you will find him. Right. But now, did Solomon have to exercise some patience himself in that regard? Oh, absolutely. He was no different than any of the rest of us. But again, if we consistently and continually serve God and strive to understand his will communicated to us through his word, Mm -hmm. now that means studying, right? Right. Then ultimately we're going to get to that point where we know God. Right. Mm -hmm. Because he's communicated his will to us right there in his word. That's right. In a rather abundant fashion. Mm -hmm. Now in Romans chapter 14, verses 7 and 8, how does the Apostle Paul put it there? For none of us lives to himself, and no one dies to himself. For if we live, we live to the Lord, and if we die, we die to the Lord. Therefore, whether we live or die, we are the Lord's. Too many times, though, Dennis, we're not really living to the Lord. I'm afraid that's true. We may tell ourselves we are, we may tell other people we are, but if we really stopped and examined our lifestyle and the direction of our lives in a serious and truthful fashion, we'd have to conclude so many times, you know, I'm not really living to the Lord. Maybe partly, mm-hmm. maybe hit and miss, mm-hmm. but I'm really not living to the Lord. And I think that's what makes a self-examination so critical for each of us, Gary, and doing that on a regular and consistent basis. It's so important to take that assessment of our own lives and to honestly face what we are, what we've been, the direction we're going, and what we really need to do to be in tune with God and His will. And it is going to take some introspection, isn't it? It does. We've got to carefully think about it, reason about it, and pray about it mm-hmm. in order to get to that point where we can say, you know, I, yeah, I see now. Mm-hmm. I, I see what God is getting at mm-hmm. in this word here. Yes. And that takes time. It does. And I'm sure, Dennis, that, that you can say this, and I know I can say this. There have been times, perhaps, earlier in our lives when we thought, yeah, we had it pretty well figured out on something. Yes, that's true. And then later on, as we studied more, as Mm -hmm. we grew more spiritually, Mm -hmm. as we matured more, Mm -hmm. we can realize, you know, it's not that way. Yeah, that's exactly right. Because we came to a better understanding of God. Mm -hmm. Yes, and 
you know, I, I can't stress enough, Gary, how important that is for all of us listening to the program today. You need to exercise the patience. You need to put in the effort through the study, through prayer, and the more God's Word fills your life, the more occasions that you just mentioned will be happening to you where you think, well, you know, I, I used to think this, but now I know better. That's not what God was saying there. Yes. And as that happens to an increasing degree, we'll come to realize I, I do understand better mm-hmm. and I am closer to God. Yes. And thereby I I understand what some of these things, what it's about, why they happen. Mm-hmm. And that can give us a greater sense of purpose. It sure can. Now, let's, before we close today, let's turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 4. And how about reading verses 3 and 4 there? But with me, it is a very small thing that I should be judged by you or by a human court. In fact, I do not even judge myself. For I know of nothing against myself, yet I am not justified by this. But he who judges me is the Lord. Ultimately, we have to recognize that God is going to judge us. Oh, yes. Now, we may not like that. We may be like those Jews, those Israelites in Malachi chapter 3. In a different way, they rebelled in in one way. We may rebel in a different way and say, I don't want God to judge me. Mm -hmm. But he's going to judge us. He is. That that is fact. Mm -hmm. And so we need to recognize that we're going to be examined by our Heavenly Father, our Creator. Mm -hmm. And so we need to be about the task right now of getting ourselves ready for that examination. That's right. And that's going to be how we live this life and how we apply ourselves to learning God's will Mm -hmm. through His Word for us as we live this life. That's right. We'll stop here and we'll pick up at this point next time.